Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. Angela, we're back. <laughs> we had a, had a little bit of a lull in episodes, but you know, the light, the, the world is caught on fire and uh, 20, 2020 has uh, been one crazy year, but we're back with fresh episodes. Where you want to, where you want to jump in, Angela? Yeah, so I'd love to talk about what we're seeing um, out at Timbernook right now as far as some of the play themes that are popping up and why outdoor play is more important than ever. Excellent. Let's jump in. So your your programs, I mean, they're all over, Timbernook programs are all over the place. Um, are most of them operating now through the through the pandemic and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, most of them, I would say, oh boy maybe 75% are open and operating. Um, so each timber nickel, they're all small businesses. So they have, they have the choice whether to open or not. They have to look at their, their province regulations or state regulations and um, decide whether to open or not. But any of the people that did open are flooded with interest. And what we're learning is that play, outdoor play, especially authentic outdoor play is needed more than ever. Um, we, we always knew that our program was really therapeutic, but now it's almost like a desperate need for children. One of our providers, um, the summer, a lot of us opened back up in June. So, and started running summer camps. Um, and one of our um, providers made this notification, like the, the kids are almost like play deprived. Like she noticed that they had, you know, the pandemic hit us in March. But when they opened back up, a lot of those kids, that was the first time they got to play again. And this almost like playing with great intensity was something that we started to see more this summer. And she used the phrase of like, it was almost like they were deprived for play. Like they were craving it, hungry for it. I, I love, I, first, let's, let's, let's just talk about <laughs> that, play deprivation. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. And, and I, I, I kind of love that phrase. I, I think it might be the first time I'm, I'm using it or hearing it, but I think it's great. Um, so I felt that way a lot just in elementary school because my job, my job was to keep my feet on the floor and keep my hands to myself and keep my mouth shut uh, through six or eight hours of school, whatever it was. And that was immensely difficult. I, I can't do it as an adult. I certainly wasn't good at it when I was eight. And that that release of energy and emotion, the minute we were outside the school door, um, maybe off of school property, because then the teachers had no control over us, um, felt so great. So I'm, I'm guessing with this pandemic going on, they're seeing a lot of that kind of thing out in the Timbernook programs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> big time. We're seeing... Um... All sorts of, like, I guess the sensory play is the kids are like craving that more than ever. So like the mud play is really popular, um, getting um, more of the like rough and tumble play um, is super popular. There's a lot of, um, a lot of going into the theme of creating hierarchies and, um, you know, the sense of power. And we had a mental health doctor come out to analyze what was happening. And she said that, you know, that's a common theme that kids will do anyway, but there's a lot more of it. Like they're taking like um, 
jewels from another team and stealing and like creating like rules around that. And she said, it's this trying to gain a sense of power over the world right now, because she goes, think about what's happening out there in our world. Like there's this sense of uncertainty and this powerlessness. And so the kids are really playing around with that and trying to work through uh, their feelings and emotions about it. So we're seeing a more intensity around that as well. Yeah, I, and I can imagine that because I mean, if they're if they're spending <laughs> if they're spending a lot more time at home with their parents trying to not do those things because a lot of parents don't embrace those those kind of activities. The moment they're in an environment where it's allowed, it's kind of it's kind of like the floodgates are released. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I think we don't maybe pay enough attention to how power even in normal times is such a big part of children's play. I was on a, on a training session the other night with uh, Dan Hodgins and we were talking about the, the idea of, uh, of uh, it, the, the whole idea of kids saying, make me um, that power struggle between adults and kids. And even so much of that is about power. So much of their, their play is, I mean, even the sensory play when they're having, they have power and control over the paint or the shaving cream or the, or the sand or the mud or whatever it is, is, is about power as well. And then, I mean, it's obvious from the rough and tumble. And so that's a huge theme, but especially in the crazy times of 2020. It's also interesting because they've been doing more risk-taking, like more extreme risk-taking than I um, have seen in years past. So like even like building their forts are up off the ground in the trees. Like, and it's, we're a little, we're, it's making me a little nervous, <laughs> but they've been um, really regulating it well. And, you know, they're being very, appropriate with it but it's like everything's just a little more extreme out there um it's been fascinating to watch how have the parents been dealing with it when they when they show up to pick up their kid and they're 15 foot up at a tree building a fort yeah well um so we we just have been very like actually we've been very having to be very clear with our rules at Timbernook too, because I think there's a lot more pushing the boundaries with that so we have been really like strict with like this is okay but this is not okay because we do have to keep them all safe yeah but but allowing for those risk taking that you know are within reason at the same time and then we just communicate a lot with the parents um as well of what's happening with photos but I, we haven't had any issues with parents in fact parents are really thankful that their kids can connect and play with other children right now yeah, in a sure. environment because right now a lot of kids are um, over here in New Hampshire. A lot of kids are remote or they're like hybrid. And so they're not, they're isolated. And that's what we're seeing is a lot of mental health issues. Um, that mental health doctor that came out said her caseload went up 20% since the pandemic hit. And she's like, isolation is like, is not the way through that. It's like, they need to play and connect to heal now. Um, so I think that most parents are really thankful that their kids can, um, have a program. Absolutely. Um, let's spend a minute or two before we wrap this episode up, um, ab about that parent side of thing, things. One thing I talk about to caregivers a lot is the importance of 
the onboarding process when they're bringing parents, families into programs? Because you, I mean, ideally you want to be on the same page as the parents that you're serving because that makes everything run a lot smoother. What's the, what's the onboarding process look like with Timbernook? Maybe it'll give some of our listeners that aren't Timbernook programs ideas for, for ways to enhance their onboarding process. Yeah, there's a lot of explanation about what the theory is and the philosophy of Timbernick. So most of the people that sign up for Timbernick already have an understanding that <laughs> there's going to be proper, um, you know, age-appropriate risk-taking. I do a lot of tours at my site. So I will bring the, so I actually had one right before our podcast. So at nine o'clock, I had one and um, I bring them out and I talk about the different play opportunities and what that can evolve and how children are often more capable than we we realize. Um, and then we do a lot. We'll send articles home, we'll send images, and we'll talk about it in a positive light, you know, of because uh, a lot of it is really positive. It's just, um, you know, children working through different skills. So, yeah. Do you ever have parents uh, come for tours and see what's going on and they go, oh, oh, and it just, it just isn't their, it's not their flavor? Uh, it's not, not often because I just feel like a lot of it is just education and just understanding. Um, so, so they've kind of weeded the, the ones that aren't yeah. going to fit kind of weed themselves out before they even, I think, I think so, but we're also in a private look, like we have a private program where people, again, they usually know what they're getting into yeah. before they come in the schools. When we have Timberdick in the schools, that's a different that's a different beast. Um, there's a lot of education to be done with parents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, parents are, they're not working in early learning. Most of them don't have a lot of experience in child development. And so it becomes a, a real big part of an early learning setting, no matter what kind of setting their job is to, to do that parent education piece, to, to show them the learning that's going on um, with the mud. I mean, if you, if you see your four-year-old covered in mud, uh, at the end of the day and you're tired from working in your cubicle all day, I can imagine you're, you're kind of maybe not that into it for, <laughs> for example, until you have that thoughtful caregiver explain all the, all the sensory integration that's going on and the, the fine motor skills and, and all those kind of things. And so, uh, part of our job is helping them see that learning that's happening with, with these kind of, uh, maybe, kinds of play that they're kind of un unaccustomed to. It's really the key to it. Yeah. Just unveiling that for them. Well, let's wrap this episode up and we'll come back and talk about something else, but basically on the same topic of kids weathering the pandemic and how we adults are riding along with them. This has been Timbernook Tips back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Timbernook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash Timbernook. For more Angela, visit Timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit explorationsearlylearning.com. Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, Patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com 
slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.